Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Collabcast. Um, episode 133 is a really great conversation with our friend Chris Lamb. It's a lot of fun, um, but Minji and I wanted to take a quick moment to talk about the um, terrible events that happened this past weekend in Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, because we record the episodes uh, before the weekend, we kind of missed this really big event and we wanted to make sure we hit it before too much time has passed. But um, Minji and I both work for Collaboration. Collaboration, the Collabcast is part of Collaboration as a 501c3. We're always trying to search for the best way to approach these things, like especially in terms of politics. But in terms of what happened, like I'm sure all of you guys who have been listening to us have heard about what's been happening, the heinous acts of terrorism, the just the unrest. And I feel like we're a cultural podcast, right, Minji? Yes. We talk a lot about how we we're trying to build this new multicultural not new, but we're trying to like we make our content for this multicultural America, this culture that we that we grew up in, we see ourselves the America that we're going to live in in the future. And culturally, I feel like there's yeah, there's no room. Like saying that white supremacy is bad, saying that hate is bad, saying that people shouldn't like people should be more I, I can't even find the right words, but saying these things, how hate isn't the way, it's not a political thing. It's it's a cultural thing. It's Absolutely a, it's a human, humanity thing. No. Right? And uh, yeah. thank you to everybody who's been listening for so long. I mean, we've been having this conversation and collaboration exists on the fundamentals of you know, promoting a diverse representation of Asian American Pacific Islanders and really creating space and uh, presence for a very invisible uh, minority group. But as a minority group, we're still very American, at least on in our parts, in our side of the world. Uh, we're, we're, we're citizens of humanity. We exist. We have voices. We have stories. And that's been really the, the undercurrent and the, the foundation on which we've built collaboration all of our showcases are rooted in that um, belief that we are important to coexist with everybody else and to have um, as much as much uh, value as the next person and it's really it's really sad sometimes you know there's so many great things about being in America and the freedoms that we get to exercise and and the privileges that we get to to live every day, day in and day out. But also there's still all these like really terrible inequalities that exist and they're very painful to live in. And it's very, uh, you know, I don't want it to let, I refuse to let it get the best of me, but it, it, it invokes a lot of fear um, to walk around knowing that there's so many people out there. And again, I don't think there's so many people. I think it is a minority, but that there are people out there who believe fundamentally that, my existence and my family and everyone who looks like me is lesser than or not equal to their value or to their right to exist. And so it's just, it's been a, it's been a rough weekend to be face to face with that reality that we still have a ways to go. Um, that there are people that feel threatened by people who are different than them and that not only that they feel that way, but they're going to take action in, in a very violent and very damaging, very – it's terrorism. It's, it's, there's nothing less than that in terms of a word. Um, and that is not a political thing. That's a human rights thing. That's a day-to-day -day life thing that's not uh, – to me, it has nothing to do with political party. It has everything to do with just being a person that has a right to exist and to thrive. Right. So you know, as collaboration, as a collab cast, we 
stand with people who reject that notion, reject that. that. We're going to keep doing that through art and through podcasting. Yeah. Um, yeah, not to overvalue ourselves, but hopefully that, you know, we can be a space for you guys to know that we support everybody, that we are creating a voice for Asian American Pacific Islanders because there has been a... Uh, uh, <laughs> An ongoing battle against uh, a predominantly white culture. That doesn't mean we hate white people. It means that there there has been pushback against having others coexist. Right. And so we want to make sure that the, that voice is heard as well. And as Asian Americans, um, oftentimes people tell our stories for us. People speak for us. And that's what collaboration is all about, is, is being able to amplify our own voices and to show others that they can speak out and they can create art, and they can contribute to this diverse culture that we love and we, we want to be a part of. Right. Right. And we also stand in solidarity with the black community, mm-hmm. with other minorities, other marginalized communities who truly do face oppression on a day-to-day basis, who have, you know, just all sorts of, we are all struggling, you know, to find our place and to find our voices. So we send our love and our positive vibes and, and definitely healing out to Charlottesville, Virginia. And to, you know, th- there are people there that came from all parts of the world. Um, and, and so this is, you know, not just Charlottesville, but, you know, definitely they're feeling the, the core impact, but we're all, uh, still reeling a bit from this. And I hope that, you know, we, our, our positive vibes reach you. And yeah. then you can feel our virtual hugs because this is this is some uh, dark times, but we'll we'll get through this. We'll keep standing for you. And if any of you have anything to say, anything to ask, you know, we, we do encourage you to write in to us as well. Um, we'd love to hear your hear your voice, hear what you're dealing with, um, and share that through the pod as well. That's that's part of why why we're here. Um, so uh, podcast at collaboration.org is how you can reach us and how you can reach the pod. Um, but yeah, on that note, here's this week's episode. Hope you enjoy. Thanks, guys. You're listening to And you're listening to The Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Yeah. Uh, soybeans and radish 20 plates so lavish Got pickled vegetables of every kind We're looking so outlandish And hello everybody That was the uh, Trappy sounds of Uzuhan <laughs> With this track Mum beans and tofu Bringing us into this episode 133 of the collab cast My name is Marvin Yue My name is Mindy Chang and we are your hosts for this weekly look at pop culture in Asian America. It's trappy sounds. It's very trappy sounds. That's what that's what it is, a trappy. I'm trying to hold it back, I can't. It's the lit trap sounds of Uzuhan. Collaboration star, finale, finale <laughs> finalist. Oh my god. Okay. We're off to a really great start. Great it's fine. Start. Let's just roll great with it. Great start. Roll uh, with it. Hello, Minji. Hi. How's it going? It's good. Can we just like for, can we just redo that whole thing? No, no. <laughs> no, no. Yes. No, it's fine. Our guest this week. This is where we all support Marv together. Us with our amazing special guest this week. Yes, I will not comfort you until you introduce me. Oh yes, it is um it's Monday. 
Wait, what? We just why'd you just jump? I was, August the thirteenth. Introducing Chris. And you go in order. I said the date. Oh my god. And then we introduce the guest. It, there's a process here Fine. that we've had for 133 episodes that hasn't changed ever. <laughs> Has it not? <laughs> I'm going rogue. I'm going rogue, you guys. All right, all right. Rebel. This, all right, we'll, we'll flip it. We'll flip it. Flip it. No one's going to stop us because this is our podcast. Our guest this week is a returning guest. You last saw him crashing our party at episode 100, our live episode. He is um, YouTube digital creator, Minji Helper Alper. I'm helper, indescribable. Alper. That's, indescribable that's, that's, that's what it is. Producer, <laughs> content creator. Chris Lamb is here. Christopher Lamb. Hi. Hi. Thank welcome, you for having me. Welcome back to the collab cast. Thanks. It's good to be here. I forgot about me crashing that I kind of like. Yeah. We were, in the, we were in the middle of our 100th episode and then Chris comes on because we were live streaming it on YouTube and Chris like, can I come over? I'm like, sure. That was really fun. I think, I think specifically <laughs> listeners, the story was I was trolling <laughs> and I was like, why wasn't I invited? TFTI. <laughs> and then Minji was like, Chris, you want to come over? You should come over. And then I was like, okay. <laughs> and then he showed he up. He did say that on the air. <laughs> and then he typed in, I'm coming. Yeah. And then it was like 15 minutes later. Or 20 There's minutes a knock later, on the door. He was there. Yeah. That's how, that's how we manifest things. We put things in the universe. It is Monday, August the 14th, 2017. Guys, I had a uh, a really interesting encounter last night on my TV. You know how like sometimes your you're like I was catching up my shows, and you know sometimes you hear a voice, you're like that is that dude. Okay. So I was catching up on House of Lies, which is this TV show about management consultants, because you know I have to keep my MBA brain fresh and stuff. I was like, wow, you're just back um, in school now. Starring Don Cheeto and Kristen Bell, so you know. Um, and then they were doing an episode kind of loosely based on Zappos. Um, and the um, the flat like, hierarchy that Tony Shea has. So they arrive on the campus of this innovative company, and they're approached by this drone, which a voice that talks to them. I was like, that's John Cho. Ah. John Cho was playing the Tony Shea character called something Tommy Chu or something. And I was like... Who's talking via drone? He was talking to them via drone, but then he also appears as like this like kind of like, like zen, new age, Silicon Valley, like trying to just like try this new way of holistic I think that'd be uh, management. But it was like, yeah, that's awesome. John Cho. We were just talking about John Cho. Yeah. On the last episode. And now he's here right before this episode. That's and that's works, my, Marv. and that's my yeah. random John Cho story. Very nice. So is that your table topic? Is that what was on <laughs> No, <your> I just <laughs> wanted to bring it up because it was on. So you're mind. hijacking the table topics and bringing it up two now. Mm. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we'll just, allow I'm, it. I'm just calling it out. <laughs> Anyways. Not so. Um, yeah. Every week, start out the podcast with a pop culture roundtable where we talk about what's on our minds in the world of what we're watching, what we're reading, and what we're just thinking about. So this week, let's start with, I think our guest has, he's very excited yeah, about his, his topic. What's on your mind, Chris? So the thing that I brought for this show and tell is um, <laughs> uh, this book that was recently uh, released by Johnny Sun. Um, he is a Chinese-Canadian illustrator Ooh, but people but he's also like he's doing like so many things he's like doing like architecture he's like getting his phd <laughs> he, he he writes he does comedy he does stand-up and he draws what an overachiever pick a sleigh pick a sleigh i love that <gasps> can i put that on a shirt i'm doing it pick a sleigh you have to give 10 percent all revenue to chris okay 10 percent <laughs> <laughs> 
We're off to a bad start. Okay. Um, so his book, um, he's he's like doing like he's doing a little bit of touring right now, and that's why I felt like this was like current enough to like talk about this book. It's called "Everyone's an Alien When You're an Alien Too." Uh, and I actually found out about so him. So deep. So deep, and it's so adorable. Deep. Yeah, like, I definitely think that this is kind of like a metaphor for, like, how what it's like being Asian, navigating a space like America or Canada. Uh, and it's, such a, it's so hard to describe this book, but it's such, like, an earnest, like, metaphor for, how, like, how difficult it is to navigate the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, navigating relationships and, and just, like, understanding, like, how the world even works around you. Um, it really makes you feel like a kid, like having all of these like really simple, but also like very poignant existential questions that I don't even, I, you know, we, we never actually end up answering because they're really hard. There's like a, there's like a little Prince vibe about this, like the art and even what you described it as. Yeah. It's like it's super one of my cute. Favorite books. And I, I love this cause, um, so listeners may or may not know that I have another podcast called books and Boba where we, it's a book club where we read books by, um, Asian Asian American authors, and the last couple of months we've been reading quite a few books that are about the refugee experience. Um, whether through so, The Sympathizer, which is a Pulitzer Prize winning book, is more of a thriller type of thing. And we just read a book called Exit West by Moshin Hamid, which is more of like a magical realism account of a refugee experience. And you know, it's probably a little a little bit more hardcore than, than than Johnny's book. This is very gentle. But it's the still, still the same themes of like what happens when you're like what what happens when you're in a place where nothing is familiar. I I think it would be disingenuous to say that it this is a gentle book because like it it has this this like very childlike view of the world but like when you're a child like you still go through it and <laughs> and so and so like there there have been, there were multiple parts in this book where, where like I audibly was like <laughs> like, is it like a oh child you don't understand, or is it like a oh man? That's my, okay. my heart, my life is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. literally. Like, yeah, like, that's what I translated that to. I, yeah. My life. <laughs> I need. Uh, I'm not good at reading grunts. Sorry. <laughs> like, I'm an actor, Marv. So you know, it's my job to interpret. <laughs> like, there's just parts of it that are so cute, but also parts that are like. Oh man! Like yeah, it's the all the shit. feelings. Yeah, so um, I I'd like to read a passage from uh the beginning of uh, from oh, the start of the book. Story time. Yeah. So right. um, also I forgot to say that this book is entirely it's a picture book, so it's not like there's doodles here and there. Like every page is. I want to color doodles. it. It's really cute. He he actually retweets people that um color in this book. Oh, nice. Coloring is therapeutic, y'all. Get your it color, is. adult coloring well, well, It's story time. I'm going to put music behind this, so okay. go ahead. All right, all right. <laughs> so the alien says, Hello, friend. Who are you? And then an owl with, with really cute big glasses. So cute. Who? 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 Who am I? I don't really know. Everyone calls me wise and I have tried to learn very much about the world, but I don't feel very wise. And I know that owls are supposed to be wise. So then I don't feel owly enough to be an owl. I feel like one day I'll meet another owl and they'll take one look at me and say, oh, somebody made a mistake. You're not supposed to be an owl at all. The owl has imposter syndrome. Oh. Uh, <laughs> did I do all right? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> that was so weird. Like, I was like waiting for the more of the story, and you're just like, uh-huh. 
Yeah, and like throughout the book, it's just like these small little interactions with different animals. Aww. Like, 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 there's not like a like a set like, oh, these are like these three established characters. They're like moving through the world. It's like the, this alien talking to all of these different animals and their problems. I love that's really it. cool. They can make that into like a like a Ghibli type of animated series, but really for adults. But they should yeah. no for everybody. <laughs> Because even like as a kid, you you interpret those things, and it's still it's still like all the books that again I read a lot of children's books that I loved as a child. I reread it as a kid, and it's so deep and like profound. But you didn't think that when you're a kid, you're just kind of absorbing a story and being like, oh, I realized it doesn't know where it is. (laughs) I realized that I didn't read a lot of like the classic children's literature that everyone else read. Mm-hmm. Like, I never read The Hatchet, never read The Giver. I never read The Wrinkle in Time. Oh, I never read The Wrinkle Neither, in Time. Neither, none of those mm-hmm. I read. I read stuff like My Teacher is an Alien and, like, Sideway Stories. Yeah, I read, like, Babysitter's <laughs> Club and so Beverly Cleary books. <laughs> Beverly Cleary, yes. Do you remember Ralph, the little mouse that rode the mi- motorcycle yes. and had the ping pong ball hel- helmet, which is the cutest thing I'm dying now. It's just so cute. I need to reread all those books. But I love that. And I I think the simpler things sometimes are harder to to write. Like, I don't know. There's like something about simplicity that is so profound and sometimes really difficult to get across. Not just simplicity, but like a point of view that's like, as adults, we look at everything as complex things. Um, But seeing it through the eyes of like someone experiencing things for the first time is... You know, sometimes it, it, I I think the way that I would describe this is like it kind of reminds you that even when you're a grown up, you're so, you're just a kid with an older body. Yes, <laughs> like 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 there's really not that much of a barrier between like being a child and being an adult in in no, reality. It's just aged cells. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I have so many feels, and I'm going gonna go read all the books <laughs> i love like like calvin and Hobbes and stuff like oh it's so like childlike good, yeah. but like so adult yeah i don't know love what's on your mind minji well now i'm thinking of <laughs> my original topic was donald trump in north korea but it's all related and then second thing was girls trip <laughs> but i'm gonna move on to my third topic which chris has now inspired me it's actually uh, the thing that's been on my mind for real, for real. The last couple of days is the uh, lunar eclipse. The what? What? The, the eclipse. The eclipse. The solar eclipse. The solar lunar eclipse. Did you not see it last night? Okay, we're recording this on Wednesday. <laughs> I thought the moon was big. Yeah. Is that an eclipse? It's I thought eclipse what, when it, there's no moon. No this this is a special eclipse when the moon and the sun are directly across from each other and the Earth is right in the center of it, oh. which is why the moon is so like the is that why it's so bright? It's so bright and oh. huge and yeah. Do you think there's any like weird occult like rituals taking place like last Probably. night? Or something? Absolutely, <laughs> Probably for damn I'm sure. Um, but anyway, I've been on this whole like emotional roller coaster journey, and funnily, um, I was. Okay, so full disclosure, I'm going to sound super L.A., but I'm going to own it. People already know. I have, Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. I'm serious. Long-time listeners. Yes. But for anyone new, um, I, I totally embrace my inner hippie and all my, um, you know, higher spiritual things. I have a life coach now, and it's been going, it's been helping me a lot. Um and one of the things that we are addressing in terms of like why I've been so angry this year and so fed up with 
life and just etc. Um, one of the things was to like address my inner child, <laughs> and you laugh, but it, this has been some this has been some real shit, you guys. I've been mm. really um, uh. crying a lot and realizing how much I have not healed in certain ways. Mm. But anyways, like. Reason I bring up lunar eclipse is because apparently this is the time to address like root wounds. This is the time to like reboot, and to do that, you need to like address your inner child. Mm. Do you guys believe in the? I don't know if you follow astrology or anything. I do, I do. Do you? Yeah, I love, I, I, I love that shit. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) two to one, Mar, get on board. (laughs) I like, I read it because it's interesting, but like, yeah, I I don't, I'm not hundred percent bought in. Totally, totally. Uh. It just makes you think, is all. Um, one of the the my favorite Asian American writers, Jenny Zhang, she she described the way that she likes astrology as like she gets to feel like a carefree white girl when she because <laughs> because like it's one of the only labels that doesn't have to do with race or gender. That's so funny. Like oh my god, I'm like so Leo rising. <laughs> that's that's how she put it. But the funny thing is, I got introduced to it because my grandma, my my maternal grandmother, is really oh. into the zo- Chinese zodiac. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And she like older Asian ladies love she, this shit. My grandma <laughs> has like she's been like a soothsayer. My mom's soothsayer. been reading my palms since I was like three. Really? Yeah. My my grandma's called it like everyone's relationships, everyone's marriages, everyone like mm. she will like find out when you're born, where you're born, and she'll just call it. She won't even tell, like, it's happened to all my cousins, apparently, in Korea, so I'm kind of glad I'm not there. Um, but she's, like, called it where they're like, oh, you're not a good match. And, like, you know, she has, like, this issue that you don't know yet. Or she'll tell that to, like, my aunt. Maybe and it's just a very, very deep-seated female intuition coming coming all from years it. and years of experience. I think it is. No, she's been like that for a young... I mean, I'm not saying no, but, like, also, I think, personally, I think there's a lot to learn from the stars and how the earth aligns and energies, right? Like there's a ripple effect. Like everyone says Mercury in retrograde. We talked about this this before, but it's like if enough people believe in it and they're all messed up, it's going to ripple effect everybody. So everybody going to be in retrograde, whether you (laughs) believe in it or not. So anyway, it's just been, it's been interesting. And it's funny that you bring up this book just because I feel like it's just kind of going back to basics, right? Like addressing like what are what are our basic needs as as children and as adults? Like that's the place I'm in right now, and the lunar eclipse is like bringing all these feelings. And I'm a cancer, so I'm like super into the moon. Like I, that's my my <laughs> ruling planet, so I'm super emotional, and everything changes all the time. But I'm anyway, a water sign, whatever that means. Yeah, so I'm water sign too. Uh, what are you? I'm an earth earth sign. I think is Virgo. Oh, so you're very intellectual. So you're in your head a lot. I am. And I really don't like it when things don't go my way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, but you and I would be good friends. Yes, yes. Yeah. I feel like, though, a lot of it is also, it's a lot of self-help stuff, right, in, in these horoscopes. And it's kind of, you, like, if you can find a way to connect it to yourself, like, you will take that advice. Yeah. I, th- I think that's, that's, that's a benefit of, like, a lot of these, you know, it, it may be kind of, like, Hippy dippy and cheesy, but sometimes you need that extra layer of Perfect you know judgment. of connection. Yeah, to to really like have it sink in. My favorite trend though lately is are all these like um, articles about like things like this is why like these are the types of like like fuck boys you should avoid if you're like based on your sign. Yeah. This is like this is why you're unhappy or this is why you make a bad teammate. <laughs> <laughs> Based on your sign, suck. (laughs) 
that's why you're an awful human being based on your sign. But again, <laughs> I, I promote that because I'm saying whether you believe in it or not, but it's entertaining, A. B, it like causes introspection. Self-reflection, again, which, right. Yeah, yeah, because you go in and you're like, am I like that? And if it's not, then it's not. Also, check your rising signs because, you know, it might be a little different. But uh, Dude, that's like that's like second level like, that's that's, that's if you want to level up into astrology but that to me is true astrology and i have friends who are really into it and it's kind of scary what they do identify yeah like the, i'm not like i i went from a not like a entertainment believer to like i'm like oh this is some deep shit no yeah maybe I, we're all just part of the matrix and it's are. just the matrix i think I mean, I I would not be surprised because whoever is controlling this matrix probably has a really sick sense of humor, right? Yeah, now. yeah. Um, but I've had so many shitty days when people were like, "Oh yeah, it's Mercury and retrograde." Where I was like, "Yeah, like maybe, 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 yeah." And maybe it's like a way to cope. You're like, "All right, just need to let these like this retrograde pass." Yeah, <sighs> I'm not judging. I just I'm 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 like. You know, I, I just like being the skeptic. That's all. I like. Yes. I like. No, he revels in that. So it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You're my contrast, Marvin. And then I like fight back at you. Like, <laughs> no, it's real. No, but uh, anybody who acknowledges the, the moon changing and all that stuff, I hope you'll go inside. Go, <laughs> go introspect a little bit because this is apparently the time where, like, even forty days after, apparently. So, really? Yeah, because there's another eclipse um, happening later this month. See, as a, as as a, a lot of astrological movement, as a smart business person, I believe in professional zodiac signs, which are the, your Myers Briggs and your Enneagrams. That's your professional horoscope. <laughs> okay, I wasn't gonna say anything, but yes, I, I, I I'm like Myers Briggs. Isn't that like it's, it's not that legit much, either? <laughs> it's pretty much professionally sanctioned horoscopes. Oh my god! But it's well, yeah, and I totally buy into that too. <laughs> But I also think that people change. I think I'm becoming more of an introvert, actually, the older I get. Mm. Well, so that's a whole other topic, which is like the, the, the general perspective of what introverts and extroverts are. And I know for a fact you are not an introvert. I know. But I'm getting more. I'm having more introvert tendencies is all I'm saying. I mean, you like to read. You like to be on your own. But when you're out yeah. with friends, you're out all night. Hashtag team extra. <laughs> but anyway. Um. All right, I guess um, what's on my mind, and I should talk first because this is going to bring things down, but... um, That's okay. Do you guys hear about the Google memo? Of course I heard about the Google memo. I didn't read it yet because I was in a bad place, (laughs) and I was like, I don't know if I have the capacity to absorb this right now. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't... I I full transparency i didn't read it either i just read it like off of like news sources yeah okay yeah yeah. summarizing me what it was because because i was like i don't need to expose myself to this person's dumb opinions (laughs) yeah so this dude from google who is i I don't know his name i don't even care what his name is yeah don't say Um, his name white guy pretty much um he's like an engineer or something sent out this manifesto over google like internal google memo talking about how like railing against google's diversity program talking about how it's like how the environment google has there's liberal bias everyone's biased against conservative thought Mm -hmm. and how like the diversity program is a sham because obviously women aren't in leadership positions because of biology yeah. Uh-huh. Like mm-hmm. women can't be I know why engineers. I see in, in my women's intuition said <laughs> don't open this bullshit. See, exactly. Yeah, like like <laughs> like I didn't open it cuz I was like cuz I was like I've heard it all before. We've all heard it all before. Yeah. yeah. And 
obviously the dude, get, the dude got fired because he violated Google's like t- tolerance policy, which is perfectly legit because Google is a private company and they can do whatever they can. They're not obligated to hire you if they if they can fire at any any point in time. Yeah, and right? also also I would imagine that like you, it's justifiable. I mean, it, of course it's justifiable because yeah. he's a shithead, but 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 like him someone like him being there is harmful to the diverse people yeah. that, that work there and like your your ceo is an indian dude like mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> so it kind of but also like so what was interesting was it exposes that like you know people think of like racists and bigots these days and there's a certain arch that comes to mind like you know to go like the the like murka like big like kind of redneck type of person totally. but yeah. Like misogyny comes in all forms, and yeah. like there's a lot of misogyny in Silicon like, even Valley. in Silicon, even in like of course there is the oh nerdy demographic, right? The people that we think are like you know should be the most accepting of outsiders. You categorize them as like hipsters who are like all you know <laughs> organic and woke and like no. There's a new show that I've been watching called uh, My Friends from College, mm-hmm. the one with. Uh, I can't English right now. What's his name? The not Jordan Peele guy. Yes. Yes. Him. <laughs> key, um, key. 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 Keenan, it's really Keenan. it's really funny. I'm four episodes Keenan. in, which is a really good rate for me. Like incredibly good. It's really good. But um one of the characters works in a hedge fund office. She's a mm. she is a lawyer in a hedge fund and they just like it's some ridiculous shit and somebody commented saying, Yep, that's how it is. Like it's not even an exaggeration. And you know, it's set in twenty seventeen and they're just like, you know, well, he- let's not all delude ourselves <laughs> that people in like high p- professional, you know, things it's a hedge fund. Especially but still. finance though. Like I, I used to work in the finance office and like yeah. I, I interned at one in college and yeah, those guys just talked about moaning chicks all day. Yeah. Well, if you watch the <laughs> show, it's pretty funny. I mean, but it's like scary, weird, sad and funny yeah. um, but I think people are our perceptions It's and I to a degree again I appreciate that it's all coming out that we can like at least identify them and like yeah fine show yourself mm-hmm. be open about your like because you can say whatever you want to say but there will be consequences there will be a mm-hmm. response to what you say yeah so I don't know like yeah. same goes for us and even like me and how liberal I can be I've withheld that mm. because of my own parents because I didn't know that my father voted for obama twice i didn't know that until like this year well i mean mean? we have all of our yeah reasons to like shy away and like this is not to say that like there's nothing wrong with like calling out like liberal bias but Mm -hmm. then like when when you're when your idea of conservatism is misogyny and racism and bigotry like that's like not even like partisan thing that's Uh, not a partisan thing it's just literally like are you a good person (laughs) yeah like so i have um a few thoughts that I can go into. So, so number one is, is the fact that I think this, this calls for a longer conversation that I don't want us to get into, but like there's this very odd perception. I feel like that nowadays it's like our idea of what the center is so far to the right. That is like, Oh my God, you're such a liberal for like wanting people to like not die and like to be equal. Like, 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 wow. Like, you're so generous with like who you think should be accepted. Like that's like, 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 is that your bar for like what, like the liberal bias is like, okay, I'm sorry. Like I, I like equality. Yeah. <laughs> you're right that this is like another topic probably, probably for like maybe someone else's podcast yes, because yes. it goes into like, it goes heavily into politics and like what, like why, why we're at this point. Like we're at yeah. this point because 
like honestly, there's one side that's we're willing to work with the other side, one, the other side that wants it all. Yeah, right. And and like you know the yeah. but but like to to yeah, dial yeah, yeah, back yeah. to but to dial back a little bit, it's like he. I think there was like language that was like he was calling Google like a liberal echo chamber. Right? Yeah. yeah. Which is so funny because like the idea of diversity is so that you don't exist in an echo chamber. <laughs> right? Irony. Uh, There's that saying, right? Like to to people who aren't like who aren't used to being like oppressed or who are privileged, like equality is oppression. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Anyways, that's all I have to say. Thoughts. We're going to take a quick break to marinate, and we'll be back afterwards to marinate. To marinate. Marinate is the noun. Marinate is the verb. Thank you. You're welcome. What would I ever do without you? We're going to take a break. Die. You shrivel up and die. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back to talk with Chris about life. What's his life in back? Yeah, freelancing. Stick around. Hey everyone, it's me, Marvin. Thanks again for listening to this episode of The Collabcast. I hope you've been enjoying yourself so far. Um, the Collabcast is, of course, a part of Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment. Discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of the Asian American community in North America and beyond. Uh, as always, you can find more about our programs and our other content by going to our website at www.collaboration.org. Uh, it's been a relatively quiet week for collaboration, and we're busy at work prepping for our big November national events. But if you're interested, mark your calendars for November 3rd through the 5th um, of this year. That's going to be the weekend for our Empower Creative Leadership Conference and our Star Finale Showcase in Los Angeles, California. If you're interested in being a part of the festivities, um, start making plans now. Again, for more information, you can follow us on social media on Facebook and Twitter at Collaboration, as well as checking out our website. Again, that's www.collaboration.org. The Collabcast is also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of podcasts featuring unique voices from the Asian American community. Um, every week, I like to highlight another show from the collective. And this week, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Saturday School. Saturday School is a pop culture history podcast um hosted by ada sang and brian who two people who have covered asian american cinema for a very very long time i want to share their vast knowledge of of asian american cinema history with you all they're currently gearing up for their third season or semesters um, starting at the end of the month but you can listen to their first two seasons now the first season covered asian americans in comedy and the second season covered asian americans in love you can find saturday school and the other great podcasts of the potluck collective by going to the website podcastpotluck.com and don't forget to subscribe to us on facebook and twitter at podcast potluck and that's about all I have. Uh, thanks again for listening to the Collabcast. We definitely appreciate you. And uh, let's get back to the show. And welcome back to the Collabcast. It's episode 133. I'm Marvin. Not 133. I'm Minji. And we're here with our guest, Christopher Lamb. Chris Lamb, One Weekend Angel. On the Twitter and the Instagram. One winged angel. That is correct. You know Did what you change it to angel? I thought it was one winged Chris. It's one winged oh, Chris. Okay. Okay, never mind. Angel. Angel someone else. That's Sephiroth. 
Are you sure it was like X O B B one winged <laughs> Chonsa Angel? Sexy, sexy angel XO, one two three four. Yeah. Was that one, your four, three. was that your aim screen name? No, no way. <laughs> Mine was Kimchi Girl zero one two. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Just saying. Because you spicy. Yeah, you know, I'm <laughs> fermented, sour, sour and spicy, <laughs> and I go with everything. Avi. <laughs> Anyway. Anyways, we're here to catch up with Chris because since the last time we talked to him, there's been some major developments in his uh, his budding producer career. How's it going? Oh, that's a very like nice way to put it. That is, though. That's the way it is. Thank you. Thank you. Professional here. Yes. 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 How's it been going? Um, it's been interesting ad- adjusting to not having a job. <laughs> so, so to clear the air, just to provide context for those tuning in, Chris... Uh, we met Chris while he was working at BuzzFeed. Yeah, he directed a couple of Minji's videos. Oh, or videos, a couple of Chris, Chris's yeah. video. You're so featuring good boy. Boru Bitty. Poor Bitty. Poor Bitty. That was fun. Yeah. yeah, the first viral video that I was ever in, the Asian mom video. That was so fun. She says fun. When it first came out, she was like crazy stressing. I just not used to being that exposed. <laughs> well, now I'm used to it because of Chris. <laughs> like, I forget the last video we made. I was like pantsless. <laughs> oh, that's true. We've come so far. Do you see? You're welcome. Yes, thank you. No, I was about to say thank you. <laughs> you helped me on my journey. How's it been though? So you were were at Buzzfeed, and then so less. It's been like what a month now? Less than less, a month? less than a month. Wow. My last day was the twenty first. Oh my god! So it's still super fresh. Yeah, it's and, yeah, it's still pretty fresh. And you took the leap. And now Chris is entering the world of independent creating, creative, produce content production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it has been. I think it's been nice so far. I mean, like you know, I'm still at that early stage where I'm like, and eh, nothing has to happen yet. Like I'm still starting out. It's fine. But um, <laughs> for the most part. I think it's been good. Like things are percolating. Uh, it's just that nothing is like coming into fruition yet. But like, what do you expect, really? Like when you when you just left something, um, uh, hey, take a take a break, take a take a breather. I mean, you've been working. How, how you've been you've been working there for over a year, right? I started in October two thousand fourteen. Oh, so you're just almost years. yeah. You're yeah. almost at three years. I was almost at three years, wow. yes. Wow. And honestly, and that's the real reality too. I don't know. I've just kind of noticed trend wise that for me, I I use I moved jobs every like around three years mm-hmm. after college. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like such a millennial thing. Mm, yeah, totally. Yeah, it is. It took me two. Haha. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean I was well, you're a, like extra millennial. You're no, team I'm extra. Super millennial. I'm extra lit. <laughs> stop it. Make it stop. Um so I yeah, and I was at my the before I leaped to collaboration leapt, leapt. The, left 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 collabor- shut leapt. up it was uh two years i was just at my two-year mark in like a super corporate job yes at yeah. so yeah minji and i both both worked corporate jobs before collaboration as well um i used to work for a major studio in town for a couple of years before i'm going to consulting and then the economy crashed and then and then i went to business school <laughs> it's like then i'm going to grad school and they came back mm. to work here so everything is percolating now Yes, um, I've I've gone into like a lot of like really cool meetings with people. It's it's not like oh I'm like under like NDA and I can't talk about anything. But it, it's literally just like I've just been talking and like connecting with other people that I wouldn't otherwise have time to connect with. Yeah. Um, I think 
I don't think this has to be a private conversation. Like I like Tracy Lee from NBC Asian America. She invited mm-hmm. me to just like chat chat with her. She's she's super dope. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like just people like that. Um. I've been talking with George Coe from Giant Robot Media about stuff. Um. I started a production company, miniature production company, with Brandon Okamura, which uh, we recently created like a PSA together. With um, me. Yes. Asian Carp, y'all. With Top Chef, Shirley Chung. Yep. She's just so dope. <laughs> I'm hanging out with her tomorrow. <sighs> so it's, yeah, I mean, so I think it's a uniquely millennial, but uniquely creative and uniquely LA, New York, not like, and maybe San Francisco, you know, lifestyle, I guess. Because I still go to like all these other cities for collaboration and the vast majority of people work within you know a very structured nine to five ish job right right? with with a salary but they're also all side hustling too everybody's side hustling but i feel like yeah but i'm just saying like this in particular is like his whole life like this is a is is, and i want to applaud your bravery because that's 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 a really big deal to like well i mean freelance artist is like a job that like a lot of us uh, us in terms like asian americans are like discovering as something we can do. Listen, I was right. about to, to to say that. Yeah, like yeah. I think it was particularly scary because as Asian Americans, like the word freelancing isn't even like in your family's <laughs> vocabulary, no, right? Yeah, literally, yeah. you have to probably school everybody. Yeah, many yeah. generations of what that means. Totally, and and my mom is totally cool about it now. But like, I did have to kind of like. I essentially had to kind of yell at her on text a little bit because she was still doing that thing where like, oh, you know, like your dad says that you should like look for a job like while you're still like at your f- job because it looks better. And, and I'm like, dad hasn't changed jobs in 20 years. <laughs> uh, or or my, my mom was like, you know, I think you should think about like when you were like first working there and just how happy you were there. Like maybe that will help you stay. And, and you know, like I, I really, really appreciated like where that was coming from. But yeah. like, I had to tell her that, like, when you say that, you're erasing all of the thought and, like, pain that I've put into, like, making this decision. And, like, you're, like, you're still approaching me, like, from this mindset of, like, I'm just, like, this off-the-wall artist that, like, just does everything at the drop of a dime. And, like, I just want to be free and, like, one with the wind and, like. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's something that, like, people who work in corporate are intimately familiar with is, like, like, all of us, we're not making decisions just because this is what, like we're just like crazy and we're like free roaming and free, like hippy dippy, like mm-hmm. go with the flow people. We're making decisions that what's going to give us the most, like there's an economic term utility. Like what will keep bring us the most happiness, the most joy, the most like fulfillment in our lives and whether or not our current situation, be it our jobs or our, is giving that to us. And when that doesn't, when that doesn't line up, when you, when you when you don't see that, like whether it's because you're being passed up by other people, because you can't handle like politics or just like the grind anymore, like there's other things that that you can do that you might not make as much, but will bring you way more fulfillment. Oh. Right? Okay, go ahead. Oh, uh, I, I was I was just gonna say that like I really appreciate you like congratulating me for my bravery, I guess, because like <laughs> I think that's what a lot of people have. That's the way that a lot of people have phrased it to me. Um. I, I think I do have like this weird form of like imposter syndrome when I hear that though, because like when, when I hear the bravery, I was like, I don't feel like I'm being brave for doing this. I feel like I almost like didn't have a choice per se. Like I did have a choice. I, I no one fired me, but like I, I was like, 
in my heart and my head, I was like, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't a matter of like, oh, I'm like doing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So like in light of what Marvin said, I feel like I'm getting into like my devil's advocate mom mode. Sure. Because this is a conversation that we have frequently with within collaboration because of again, course. this is a very specific niche of a niche of a niche, right? Like the, the millennial artist, Asian American in big cities in the greater part of North America. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've spent my whole lifetime trying to understand where my parents are coming from mm. and why they said the things to me and how I dealt with that and how that has shaped me as a person and as a professional. And like, I have a little brother who's 10 years younger than me who just graduated college. So for me, funnily, it's the irony of like the different roles that you play, like within collaboration, I'm like, I'll go for your dreams and like pursue your passion, et cetera. With him, I'm like, do you have a backup plan? Do you know what the fuck you're doing? Do you like have have you talked about like and it's funny because I kind of turned into your mom with my little brother, even though like at the core of it, I do want him to be happy. But I'm like, if you need to pay bills, I don't care if you're happy or not. You're going to be happy if you're homeless on this on the street corner. You know what I mean? Which I would never let him do or be. But it's kind of like that. I play devil's advocate depending on who I'm talking to. Totally. And I think maybe with you and I'm not like saying that I don't. And I use my brother as like a total hypothetical example example i he's gonna be fine but sometimes it's like i think we need to all take a take a step back and be like we and appreciate it's like we have the luxury that maybe our parents didn't to be dreamers that's something that's like it is a privilege that they worked really hard to and maybe they just can never understand and just accept that totally do you know what i mean no of course of course i've i've which i know you know yeah i've made peace with that like when (laughs) i first changed my career yeah being an engineer being being an engineer and we talked about the berkeley life but i don't even want to say that that's limited to only creatives i know a lot of professionals who like are at this one company for a while because maybe it's their first job maybe they fell into it maybe they took the first offer they had and at some point realize that this is not where they want to be exactly and they want to go somewhere else and even that is sometimes it's tough because you get all these persons like you have a good job why why switch you know why do you want to go into this other thing when you when you're like on a track to middle management here right and i, I see a lot of my That's friends like you know there's a reason why there's that, that two to three year average for millennials is because um a because the economy we're in like sometimes the only way to move up is to switch career switch yes. companies and b it's just like we were just how we were taught right? we were taught that we were special that we were meant for something more and when we're not fulfilled we get restless and that's just our that's i think that's something that's our generation has a pull that our generation has that like maybe the boomers don't have no of course right yeah i mean there's pros and cons because i could see like okay yeah if you had like a 20 year stint at one company and having the loyalty and having the stability and the security all that stuff there's a benefit to that but also I think what again I get defensive of millennials (laughs) I criticize and defend like every other second but what I defend is that I think being able to adapt to change is a a really really huge life skill to have and the fact that you can take the risk saying you know what this isn't good enough and so I'm gonna go venture out and see what I can do elsewhere, see what I got, you know, at this company or by myself or whatever that is, whatever your path is, your journey, you know, that, that takes that, that's kind of a, what do you call it? A signifying like trait of this generation, mm-hmm. yeah. which is what, that's what I really applaud because that ain't easy. People, <laughs> people will, people will say, you know, I'd rather take that safe route, 
for a lot of different reasons. I won't even judge that. It's like, yeah, sometimes I really miss my 401k. Yeah. I mean, that's our parents' perspective, right? It's like, I don't want you guys to work as hard as we did to like survive, right? I think what makes it easy for me to explain to my dad what I do as, as, because, you know, outside this, I, I freelance as a podcast, like, producer um and my dad for a long time was essentially a freelance business development import export person so he knows he understands what it means to like go out and look for work and find work where you can where you can find it so it's a little bit easier for me to explain to talk to him about that struggle mm-hmm. um at the same he you can tell he doesn't he wishes i wouldn't do that but at the same time understands that like it is a rush to like be able to find your own work and do it and execute right right i love how this conversation about chris's career has t- turned into us like a therapy <laughs> session about our parents because that's that's i mean taking us back that's that's the most common question or discussion point amongst asian americans that of when course. we talk about the yeah. artists and stuff it's like what did your parents say how did you talk to your parents <laughs> about it it's really important yeah and, like, yeah i don't know Respect for anybody who sticks up for what they they need, you know. But what's your so? Do you have an idea? Like, have you built a, a strategy or like a dream board, or are you doing vision boarding, or what are you doing? Oh, I was recommended to do a vision board yesterday. I think I'm gonna do it. Is that yeah. a Pinterest? Is all Pinterest is kind of like a real life Pinterest ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I I think I will. Um, I think, it, I think. I don't know. I mean, I mean, like, I, I also feel, though, that, like, my goals are, like, they're decently clear, I think. Yeah. Like, like I don't know if I necessarily need a vision board for it. Maybe I'll just, like, write them down or something. But, like... Uh, all of it. All of that helps it, like, come true because you're, like, physicalizing it. Like, we should right. help. What did, where does Chris Lamb see himself in five years or ten years? Uh, I'd I say five. Ten, five is, ten is far. <laughs> Ten, five. Well, ten years obviously is Oscar-winning director. One of one of my friends said <laughs> that uh, one of the ways that he envisioned it easier was that he was prompted to shake his own hand five years from now. What are you shaking his hand? What are you congratulating oh. your future self for? Oh, I mean, I want to. I would like to be able to, I don't know, make a living off of, yeah, my own work. And being able to make a living off of being, like, a hopefully respectable resource for queer people of color, I guess. I That's like awesome. that. I love that. Take a hopefully. Yeah, no hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. will be yes. respected and I will be. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I want to start, like, I want to start my own podcast. I wanted to make it, like, this really dope space where you can feel affirmed. I want, like if we're talking about like just money purely, like I'd like to like get my Patreon popping, but (laughs) Patreons are really hard to get popping. Yeah. But that's the work though. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the work of a freelancer. I'm on Patreon now too with my, my personal podcast Mm -hmm. and it's, it's super intimidating, but also really empowering because you're like, look, I'm making this a value and I hope to share it with you and I want to build this with you. So like, and I think once you have people's money behind you, you start also like getting it's it's like more pressure. And I think some it's people community need community building. Though. Yeah, some people need that extra like okay, now I have to do this right. Yeah, it's you, you've made it real. Like I've taken your money, now I have to give you stuff. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so you want to build your own podcast? Like this is so perfect because I want to know. Like we're gonna we're gonna manifest right now. What are your oh, we've, what are, we've been talking? We've been no, I know, but like what are your I know you have. I'm just saying, like, what are your topics? Because we're going to, like, convert 
audience. There's this is the listening. pilot for Chris this Lamb's new pilot. podcast. This is the pre-production <laughs> meeting. This welcome, is, <laughs> welcome to Chris Lamb's untitled podcast. Yeah. This is a this is a promotion for my non-existent <laughs> podcast right now. Thanks. That is in, please, in the making. Yeah, please subscribe to the press the invisible subscribe the non-existent subscribe <laughs> button. I'll just subscribe to Clubcast. And then we'll transfer you over. We'll transfer you over. (laughs) Please hold. Because that's how they work. (laughs) What? What? So, what are you imagining? Like the topics for me, it was like the the way that my podcast came into existence was just talking mainly about like relationships, whether that was romantic or with coworkers or with parents or whatnot. That's like my main thing that I talk about with like all humans. So, what what kind of topics have have percolated in your brain of like? So um, I want to give credit where credit is due. And so a lot of what my my concept of what the podcast would be would be like a kind of an Asian-American version of another round from BuzzFeed. Okay. It's my favorite podcast. I freaked out about it the last time, like the first <laughs> time I came on. And uh, because like it... We got to meet them in... Um, I don't know if you were there. Um Oh, you weren't there. I was not there. We, we, we met them. We had like drinks with them at, yeah. um, at South by Southwest. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> uh, uh, and yeah, like I want to make a podcast like what they, what they do. Like, what, I, How do they? I don't know. So I'm not familiar. So they're really like from the title, like it's hard to tell like what the point is to that podcast. But like it's I think it's very much centered around community building and centered around like um, like I think the way that they that they talk about it is like it's literally like how two dope black women would talk about their lives over drinks. I love it. Which is, which is essentially like being able to fluctuate between like talking about race and talking about like something stupid, something like gender, something stupid. Like it's cause like, that's how I talk to all of my good friends. Yeah. Um, and, and like in that process, it's like bringing, you know, they bring in like, like they've turned me on to like so many amazing artists that I n- would not know otherwise. Yeah. Um. They like they're the reason why I know who Johnny Sun is. Oh, okay. Um. They brought him on for an interview. Awesome. Um. They've also interviewed Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Wow. Um. All drunk. I don't think while drunk. They, I don't think they okay. yeah. they they, uh, they did take the effort to get bourbon for Hillary, but Hillary declined to drink. <laughs> got it. Okay. Got it. Because she, she was like, I appreciate it. I have more interviews coming up. Maybe not. <laughs> My thing is that I wouldn't. I wouldn't make it through a podcast if I had a drink. I'd last for like five minutes, and then she's like, Minji, and she'd be like, <clears throat> I'm sleeping. That's the issue with me. Yeah. Alcohol. What would Minji's drink be? Tea? I don't know if we want to get caffeinated, though. No, herbal tea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to make my drink tea, actually. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like... So he should... Oolong podcast. <laughs> oolong. Um, no, no one, no one steal... Well, no, I'm not going to say the name. Another podcast, Oolong. Because I don't want no one to... I don't want anyone to steal the names. So yeah, I'm don't steal it. it. But yeah, no, that, that sounds great. Whenever you are ready, you know who to talk to. Um, <laughs> what else? Like, so... Obviously, podcast is going to be one part of your media, the Chris Lamb Media Empire. You still want to do videos, of course. Right? I'm yeah. I'm still regularly making videos every week. Yes. Yeah. That's a commitment. I don't know. The main thing. Okay. Tidbit advice. Tidbit to any creative out there. Consistency is key. I, I have been rigorously. I can, I'm very proud to say that I've been rigorously and religiously posting on my YouTube channel for like probably for the better part of a year every week. Awesome. Good for you. Like I'm so dead. I, I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to be a bitch and I'm going to like praise myself. I've, I, I'm, I'm, 
I'm so <laughs> like I am so dedicated to like making my channel something mm-hmm. that like when I go on vacation, I will record multiple videos to and schedule them out and edit all of them. That's what you're supposed to do. Good for you. I'm saying, but like yeah. a lot of people don't do that. Right. I've yeah. tried that. I just end up with a lot of B-roll. It's fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my best work, but I'm... You know. <laughs> but it's consistent. Yeah. And that's what your audience needs. Yeah. And, and, and like I think now that I don't have to necessarily worry about conflicts mm-hmm. in, in terms of content and like also in terms of time, which I have plenty of right now, um, <laughs> uh, I, I can put like just like, like a little bit more love into my videos mm-hmm. because you know for the most part it was like okay, I'm, like I'm home from work from making videos now I'm gonna make another video yeah 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 I think that's like my new frontier I want to get into making at least a couple of videos just to get more from like my emotional psychological growth well now that you have a patron audience yeah yeah you can do that too like and that's yeah. it, it is it is pressure and like I do feel obligated in a good way to my patreon community which is very tiny but um it, it's still like very validating. Like, okay, we're going to make this together. I got your back. You got mine. And I will not let you down. Mm-hmm. So I need to check that. Yeah. Like, every, it, it, takes, it takes a while for anything to become habit, you know? Totally. To like be religious about it. But at the same time, like this podcast, like it's become habit, right? We've done it 133 weeks in, the, in a row now. And every week, like we're, we're still like scrambling for guests sometimes, but... For the most part, it's become part of our routine, and it it, it it's it helps that it's part of work. But like the other podcasts that we do now, like your podcast, uh, first of all, uh, my other podcast projects, like we're just kind of. I I think part of part of being independent creative, as like a a job, is like you said, consistency is is making discipline. sure that, that you're disciplined that you're that you treat it like a job yeah right you don't treat it as a hobby like once it becomes a job it should be a job well i think that's part and parcel of when you're pursuing your passion you're figuring out where your what your path is you're doing something that you love it's not going to be fun all the time no so we need not. it and i think that's that's the kind of i don't know i've met people who are like i just don't love acting anymore i was like well acting's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Like you're going to hate it. You're going to be miserable, but that feeds your art also. And you just like, again, the, for any creative thing, but I've met a lot of actors who are like, I did this because this was like the thing that made me happy. And I was like, anything that makes you happy is the ability to like make you miserable too. And you kind of got to take it all. I think what I tell people, because I'll, I'll, so many people, not so many, <laughs> not, not, I'm, I'm not like a guru for, for people. Um, but when I have gone on panels before, like I always get the question of like, what do I do to start? Like, or, or like, how do I, or, or like, how do I know what my passion is? And, or like, how do I even know what my dreams are? Or how do I f- start following my dreams? And I always, the answer that I usually come up with for them is the fact that like, you should just try every, like try things that make you happy and see if you can do it consistently. Um, like treat it as a test to see like whether or not like this is how much you actually love doing this, mm-hmm. not like love doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and if it doesn't, that's okay because that's really important to understand what you don't like. Um, but if you're willing, because you know, I think I'm sorry. I think that artists, aspiring artists, have this very hermetic way of looking at artistry, right? Like you know, we all grow up thinking like 
oh my god like being an artist is you know like you just like live this like bohemian lifestyle and like <laughs> bohemian that's such a great word <laughs> uh i learned that term from rent um nice it's the old word for hipster yeah <laughs> yes yeah like you just live like this bohemian lifestyle and like you know like you're like you're a starving artist but like you know you just make such important beautiful work and like you're featured in like museums when you when you die and uh like and 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 how like you know you know you don't have a lot of money but like you just love everything about the process. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like there are days where like, you're not going to want to do it. Absolutely. And you're depressed and you're broke and like you have no sign of future. Like I have, and for me, my version of it is like when I get an audition, sometimes I'll have a bunch in a row, which I was lucky enough to have last week, a few, but like, you'll go a really long time with like no one even like calling you for anything. And you'll wonder again, question everything of, did I choose the right thing? Should yes. I start looking on LinkedIn for like a more stable position that pays me more money because I'm X number of years old and I should be having more of a savings account. <laughs> da, 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 da. You know, you can, that goes, that happens and you just got to power through or let that, or let that educate you. Right. On like the next step. Right. Um, I think, this this also reminds me of this conversation. Again, this is a longer conversation that I don't want us to get into too too much, but like I think it can be very defeating when you realize sometimes that our society doesn't value art as much as it should, I think. Um like this this also ties back in with like my challenges that I'm starting to face now that I'm freelance and I have my own production company um is that because internet video is so accessible now you know like everybody just assumes that everybody wants it for free everybody wants everything for free uh minus ads maybe and and sometimes not even with ads because there's ad blocker um that there's this really sick assumption that like you should be happy doing what you're doing just for the passion of it and you should be happy not getting paid and that's really really hurtful towards artists because it's like well like the things that i do is work Mm -hmm. like the mics that we're using right now, they cost money. Mm-hmm. The laptop that I use to edit my things, that costs money. Right. The camera that I use, that costs money. Yeah. But but you expect and to just time. get everything. Yeah. And, and my yeah, my time is valuable. Yeah. But like you still see like every YouTube video that I see that's branded, I try to watch because I want to support that person. But you just always see comments of like, oh my God, like this this your channel is being like tainted by like corporations like we're not here for that and like i see a shift though lately like a lot of people are like putting it like hashtag sponsored Mm -hmm. and i like i appreciate that because it's transparent and it's embracing like i gotta make a living y'all and like i got sponsored by this company so that i can like yeah i will promote their product in some of their stuff but it's also giving me the ability to keep creating so I don't know. I've noticed that shift, beca- and I think that's a direct response to all of the trolling of yes. like, oh my god, how dare you do product placement and blah, blah blah. And yeah, you know what? It gets really annoying, especially when I watch like feature films, watching James Bond and like he pulls out a Sprint phone, and like it gets a little. It wouldn't be a Sprint phone. It would be a Sony Ericsson because James Bond belongs to Columbia, which belongs to Sony. Okay, I know this as a former Sony employee. The more you know, because we used to shooting shoot- star back when he put. During Casino Royale, where he pulls out the data disc, it's a Blu-ray. We're like, yeah. Oh, my God. See, product placement. Well, that was a little more subtle. I didn't know that. F-U-H-T-D-B-D. F-U-H-T-D-B-D. But anyways, um, uh, yeah, I just I think we're shifting, too, because that it's a direct response and an acknowledgement that creatives and creators need 
to pay their bills and pay for their cell phones and pay for rent and food. Totally, yeah. Well, I think, also, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Also, like, you know, if, if you only support people who, like, if, if, if you're, you, if what you want is to support people who, like, aren't tainted, like, everyone has to make money somehow. And this is the, this is the channel. This is the, the, the pathway. So unless you want to watch, like, you know, like, people in their closet, like, exclusively, like... But you also navigate yeah. that with your own integrity, right? Like you're not going to be bought by some, you're not going to agree to some sponsor that's like going to completely, you know, go against like my say, beliefs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Chris, you can't talk about being gay and you're like, oh, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like I'm not taking your money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like, you know, everyone has their thing and just support. Yeah. Become a patron. <laughs> like let your creatives live. Yeah. You don't know my life, <laughs> but we're learning about it. Um, but I, I wish you the best. Like I, I see a really great future. You are a hustler. You're also like very community minded. So I, I see no, I mean, again, it's not going to be easy, but I think that it's going to be very fruitful and that'll feed you as an artist. I, I, I think, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um, I think Yumi, do you guys know Yumi Sakugawa? The yes. She's, she's dope. I'm, I just became friends with her. She's she has offered me so much wisdom, like, um, since I quit. And she said something very simple, but again, very poignant where she said to me, so I was telling her like, like, man, like this is so hard. Like, like I, I, I have moments of doubt every single day since I left. And she was like, well, yeah, I mean like you should have those things because if you didn't, then like the change that you made, the leap that you made wouldn't have been that drastic. Like, like this wouldn't have been that important of a decision to you if right. it was easy. Right. Yeah. I love that. And on that note. Props to Yumi. Yeah. Now I'm like reevaluating. My she life. also makes really good picture books. You can check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's a lovely person. I was considering bringing her book. <laughs> <laughs> next time. Next time. Um, and that'll do it for this episode of the Clavcast. Episode uh, 133. Episode 133 is in the books. Thanks again to our guest, Chris Lamb, for joining us. Thank um, you for coming out here. Thank you yeah. so much for having me. Thanks for coming back. Um, this is his, what, third appearance now? I believe so. Climbing up the ranks. My second solicited appearance. <laughs> third appearance. It's fine. You were there for... for <laughs> that was the best. I love it. Um, if people want to find what you're working on, where can they go? Uh... I am one wing Chris on all of the social medias on my uh, Instagram, my Twitter, uh, Chris I'm official on Facebook. Uh, my Patreon is also one wing Chris, and yeah, yeah. Support, subscribe, like, and uh, we're we're all looking forward to what comes out of this next chapter in the life of Chris Lamb. And in five years, we'll see if we're shaking his hand. He's he is the. The guy he told us about. With a long-standing podcast and very well-respected for the content that he makes. Yeah. Yes. Um, if you like our podcast and want to get in touch with us, you can email us at podcast at collaboration.org. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found. Uh, please give us a good rating review on iTunes if you feel the need to. Thanks to Uzuhan, uh, Collaboration Star 2017 finalist, for our use of the song Mung Beans and Tofu for this month's intro and outro. 
And that'll do it. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Y'all just matter. Stay cozy with that. Mung beans and tofu mamas whipping up the asshole. I'm going to Mung beans and tofu mamas whipping up the asshole. Mung beans and tofu mamas whipping up the asshole. Can't stop and won't stop till she gives up so much. I'm going to have a little. Hey. 나는 나는 밥을 먹었냐